you are now tuned in to DAR Sports Media, the wrestling podcast for people who go outside. We wish, you know, we had some really cheery intro music. It's been a cheery week for myself. It's a cheery week, hopefully, for everybody. Merry holiday, happy holidays to everyone. Merry Christmas for all those who celebrate uh, and spend time with your loved ones this weekend. I wish we had happier topics to go on. Uh, than that, but the primary thing we got to hit up here hmm. is certain hmm. trends that we've talked about on this show are really coming to a head. AEW Dynamite did a fucking abomination of a fucking number the other night, 782. Continuing the downward trend that I've called out time after time after time on the show, and the exact fucking thing i said i said why is 850 why is it okay that that's the standard why are you making excuses then it was 820 why is 820 the standard why are you making excuses what's it gonna be is it gonna be okay still when we're in the 700s on the regular and that's the standard apparently for some of these folks it is okay because now we're down in the 780s and i'm still seeing the same Fucking bullshit, even though last year's show at this date during this week did 950. So please just 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 get rid of your fucking holiday week excuse. That's people talking about proximity to the holiday. What the fuck does that even mean? Christmas is on fucking Monday. Like shut the fuck up. If it is it a show that's in December, it has does a bad number. Oh well, proximity to the holiday. Shut the fuck up. This show last year did 950. It is the culmination of a pretty fucking marked downtrend in numbers. I'm begging y'all to take some fucking a little bit of accountability and say, hey, maybe the shit that's happened just isn't fucking working because it's a trend. It's not a one time thing. It's a trend. We were in the 900s and then we were in the 800s and now we're hitting the 700s. Choices. <laughs> oh man. Choices have consequences. And that's some things that you people might want to start fucking accepting. Both in front of the TV and behind the TV. We're not we've we've talked about the CM Punk thing. I ad nauseum. I think I just don't know how at this point you can't admit that that didn't make the company look fucking JoJo and look like they were on some fuck shit and contributed to this. <laughs> Made people lose faith in the company. Took away their biggest draw. And now has placed someone into the other company who might fuck around and get them booted off the fucking network they're on. Are we still going to sit here and act like not having your fucking EVPs and not having people in charge there sit down and get people to act like fucking adults. Are we still acting like that's that's that was just not an option and this was the best way to go? Is that what we're still doing? I see some of you doing it. If you guys think that that situation and the, all the ridiculousness that surrounded it had nothing to do with the that them losing out on fucking Mercedes Monet, uh, I got fucking news for you. <laughs> then this Julia no. stuff comes out today saying oh there was never a serious attempt at getting her 
Well, not exactly what we heard, but I'm not surprised that Dave is choosing to spin it that way. Oh, it was AEW that had no interest in her. Right. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, you know, like that's better. Like, like one of the top women wrestlers in the fucking world to come to your company and boost your women's division and help you beat the charges that you don't really give a fuck about the women's division. Like, that's better that you just decided to bypass that. You know when the real clear delineation of when this started to fucking unravel happened? This fucking Ric Flair thing. (laughs) Oh, man. I saw many, many people, and it is borne out in the numbers, say, this is not what the fuck I signed up for. (laughs) Like, Ric Flair on my TV is not what I fucking signed up for when I when this company started, when I bought all this merch, when I bought these pay-per-views, when I supported the brand. You got fucking wrestlers. You have your main fan base crying out in outrage about this and tuning out in droves. And you got fucking wrestlers on goddamn Instagram talking about, oh, we'll tell them you're Rick fucking Flair. Are you fucking stupid? Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> You know, there's been claims in places that that some of these people who make these fucking comments, EVP level people, um, you know, big people who have had long careers before they got to AEW, that these people are just there bilking Tony Khan for his fucking money. Well, doing shit like that and fucking up things with CM Punk and fucking up things, uh, insulting the fan base like that and trying to take up for Rick fucking Flair. The evidence is kind of adding up that they don't really give a fuck about AEW. They give a fuck about getting money from fucking Tony Khan. Because if you cared about making Tony Khan's brand successful, that's not how you would be acting. But you don't care. You just care about your fucking self. I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) You know, know I I got some. I'm not going to dig into this too too much because it was like a long conversation that me and you had off air and we had it off air for a reason but a another time aew here recently uh was did extremely poor job of reading the room on an angle they ran at the time that they ran it Hmm. and what did i tell you off air i said uh this is this backlash the way people feel about this this is the best this is going to be. It's going to get worse. It's not going to uh-huh. get better. This is going to get worse. This is going to look worse in retrospect. It's not going to go this way. And these fucking guys were on Twitter the next day talking about, oh, well, so-and-so approved it. So-and-so approved it. Motherfucker, nobody was asking who fucking approved it. They're asking, why is this shit on my TV right now? Not who approved it. Why is this on my TV right now? And y'all don't fucking listen. You don't fucking listen. You don't take constructive criticism. You don't think anything you do is wrong. You try to turn every valid criticism, even if it's coming from your fucking core fan base, the people who you tried to appeal to and skew towards in the beginning, they're, they're bad faith actors. Oh, we're always under attack. 
we're this, we're that. Yeah, well, are people attacking you with their fucking remote controls now while they change the fucking channel? <laughs> uh. It's not just what's crazy to me about some of these people. And yes, I'm kind of flip-flopping back and forth between talking about their their cult-level fans and some of the people running things there. And I'm doing that for a fucking reason. Because I want to make sure everybody's bases get covered. And some of it is meant to be ambiguous. You can guess who I'm talking to. These fucking fans are still like, oh, we're going to act like this number indicates something that it doesn't. or this. You know what's crazy? AEW fanatics... I doubt any of you even listen to this fucking pod, but maybe is there are plenty of signs that the people on the inside already know the things I'm fucking saying. It's not, it's bad enough that they're drawing 2,000, 2,500 people in major fucking American cities. But you know what makes it even worse is that they're booking buildings that fit 15,000 and configuring them to sell 6,000 tickets. What the fuck does that tell you? (laughs) That they fucking know. All of you are out there acting like this shit is all right. Like 700s are acceptable. Like low 800s are acceptable. The same fucking week that a report came out that this company is still not turning a profit and would need to double their TV rights money in the next deal to become profitable. Do you know how you double your TV rights deal? Not by fucking losing numbers and being on a continual downward trend. Your flagship show being in the low 700s where it'll be by the spring of the summer if this keeps going is not how you fucking do that. That's a fact. Y'all need to wake the fuck up. Wake your ass that goes, up. And that goes to everyone. Both sides. I bring these things up. You could listen to every fucking episode where I brought these things up. The Ric Flair thing. The very fucking ill-timed, can't read the fucking room angle. They still can't read the fucking room if we're being real. Yeah, no, they, they they can't. This this fucking devil bullshit. All of these things I have brought up like, hey, you guys might want to fucking consider what you're doing here because XYZ. It was never, oh, I fucking hate AVW. I can't wait for them to fail. This da, da. No. It was, hey, man, this is a very fucking obvious thing that you are fucking up and throwing in your core audience's fucking face. But at the same time, it's not anything that's going to bring anybody else in. When that Ric Flair thing first happened, what were we on this show saying? Who the fuck is this for? It's very clear who it wasn't for. The 100,000 motherfuckers who don't watch that show no more. True. Passing the mic. I just want to say... You know, when I started working with AEW... Two years ago, um, you know, my experience working with AW two years ago was very interesting, right? There was, you know, I only deal with like one or two people in AEW. Um, at the time, I only talked to one or two people. And I've, of course, I've been in this business for 10 to 11 years now. 
I'm actually probably a little longer than that, actually, like 12. And, um, you know, I'm used to bad communication or, or poor communication, um, delusional people. <laughs> I'm used to all this. And, uh, you know, professional wrestling, I've said it before, I'll say it again. When people call it a carny business, it is absolutely a carny business. It is full of carnies. It is a bunch of bullshit. And once I started working with AW, I called out in early 2022, late 2021, that I thought they had issues there that needed to be resolved. Nobody likes being the first person to be right about something or being the first person to say things out loud. Because what ends up happening about two weeks after I said that, the whole swole thing, the big swole thing happened. And obviously... Uh, I had a personal relationship with Swole over the years. Like, we were friends. Um, we had a brief falling out. And, um, you know, like I said, we're cool now. But at the time, you know, a lot of fans were like, Swole did suck. You know, she's terrible. And that's right, Tony. Tell her she's terrible. I remember thinking it's probably not the best idea for your CEO to say someone who express their discontent with some of the things that they had going on in the company, their personal experience. I watched fans, people who call themselves, uh, you know, people who really care about the, you know, the, the, the business and, and care about wrestlers and care about black wrestlers at that. They shit on her completely, found ways to discredit her and, like I said, I, I was just like, I, I've always said Swole was not somebody I found to be a great professional wrestler. Um, but I also felt like if she was saying something about her experience as a as a black person, as a black woman in the backstage area, there's always a chance that she was right. Because what I was saying right around the same time was that there were some cracks in the armor. What was the next thing that happened? Cody Rhodes leaves. I was Right that there were cracks in the armor. I'm like, man, when I first started dealing with AEW six months ago and we started preliminary talks, everything seemed great. Then once you get integrated into their system, you start to see some cracks. What ends up happening? February 2022, March, April, May. I started telling people, there's an issue in AEW. People were telling me, you probably shouldn't say that because the album came out. I said, listen, there are issues that I am dealing with as a result of this album with the company. And I know if I, me, someone who is very insignificant to their bottom line is experiencing this, I can only imagine what some of the performers are experiencing. Because of my relationship, AW working with them in the music side, people started reaching out to me that are wrestlers, artists, people who are telling me it's not all flowers and candy like they want you to think. There's a divide going on backstage. People are, you know, separating more. People aren't hanging out as much. It's, it's, it feels weird backstage. It's been this way for a long time. Cody leaving made it worse. Let's fast forward. Cody Rhodes is currently set to main event. Well, real quick before you fast forward. You know, when that happened, the big swole thing, everybody kind of that was so early, you know, in, in this phase of AEW. I, I remember being like, oh, shit, like, you know, kind of what she said should be taken seriously. And I always enjoyed Big Swole as, as a fucking performer. And um, and I've always thought she was great to interact with and that. 
But I did chuckle a little bit just because it was so fucking crazy for the CEO of the company to like say some crazy shit like that. But that'd be funny. I thought it was. I thought it was. But after the fact, it was like, man, not a good idea. You you can't really be doing that. Like that's that looks kind of fucking crazy for a CEO to be doing that. Little did we know that what a fucking a harbinger of events to come, of fucking clownassery that was like what that was the fucking initial call from the inside of the house that maybe we were going to be having some fucking issues true colors i think you know the reason why i'm starting off with this story is because people have to understand when people talk to me about aw i don't want people to think i am bitter about anything that's happened with aw outside of obviously payment and stuff but that is my reality with AEW is that I saw the cracks as soon as I started working with them. And that's because the moment you become, hey, this guy is on our project, we're working with him, automatically some of the people that are friends with the people who work there, and I just want to say, like, you know, me and Mikey Ruckus, I mean, we've had a couple back and forth incidents on the timeline and in private and stuff, but I I, I, I like Mikey, and he's he's been pretty good to me. Um, so, you know, my, my stuff is never, if anything I said about AEW, it's not directed towards Mike. He works for the company, but I believe he faces some of the same challenges that we all do who work with the company. Um, so, and, you know, I think the one thing that I don't like is people automatically assume your experience is invalid because they like the company. So, Swole's story I laughed at the whole situation. I said, well, I didn't really like Swole like that. I said, plus, you know, me, I was a little salty because we were friends and then we weren't. And then, like I said, you know, that's a healing process, you know. So, um, but I can admit that I was like, you know, like I didn't I didn't agree with Tony shitting on someone who was just under contract who said, here's my issue. I thought they have a lack of diversity. They don't push black wrestlers, which at the time was true. You know, and I and, and I don't think they had any wrestlers that were necessarily ready, like a swerve is now. But you had a Ricky Stark sitting there doing nothing at the time. You had a Hobbs who still has not found his footing. So I think there is a little bit. You had a Kiara Hogan on the women's side who has done absolutely nothing. There are people who were there. It's just that they they weren't in the plans. That's another thing. AW makes their plans, and very rarely do you see them pivot from their plans if it's not working. Case in point, the devil storyline. This is a prime example of that. Because I mean, honestly, looking... honestly, everyone within the sound of my fucking voice, <laughs> everybody who watches this, show of hands, who would give a fuck if they just stopped doing that next week and just never fucking spoke about it again? No one. Anyone? Anyone? No. They could turn this, they could flip this right around into Joe being a legitimate challenger. And trying to take this belt off of him and swerve waiting in the wings, who I think we assume is going to win the Continental Classic, unless they decide to fuck that up too. Mm. Uh, well, mm-hmm. we could, it could, they could just, they could just do it next week. Just do it next week. Just well, act like it never happened. I don't think it wouldn't, it wouldn't affect one fucking iota of viewership. In fact, it might bring some people back because it's like, damn. They are that I'll willing to just admit something is shit and fucking move on. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, we are very brutally honest about a lot of things. 
Because I feel like being honest is way better than bullshitting the yes. line. Yes. <laughs> and so I think when you're honest, if people aren't soft, they can take your honesty. And I'm luckily surrounded by a circle of people who we can be honest with each other. We can say, okay, I don't like this. I don't like that. that. And that's been my way because I come from a different background. I understand myself, you know, Eric, uh, Apollo, you know, Sean Don, who's on here and, and, you know, Axe. We all come from different backgrounds, but we have very similar thought processes and we've gone through similar things. And I think for us, honesty is a good thing. You want yes. honesty because that way, you know, people aren't really bullshitting you. They're telling you what they think. And you don't have to kiss somebody's ass because they're going to get mad. And I think I said something about the devil's storyline on, on the timeline a couple weeks ago. AW people reached out to me and said, why can't you just let us tell our story? And I said, well, straight up, your story fucking sucks. And they, you know, they laughed about that and they were like, that that's pretty brutal. I'm like, it's just honest, brother. Like, y'all need to know. I am a fan. Before I was a part of this business, I was a fan. I am still a wrestling fan. Hey, what I'll, I let, you, I'll let you tell your story all you fucking want. And I'm also going to point to the fucking numbers that are saying it's are saying that it's not working. But that's also a sign of stubbornness where the story's not working. You're like, why can't people just let us tell our story? It's like, it's wrestling. The WWE got flat, rightfully so, for forcing things that weren't working. So why would you, as the quote-unquote alternative, do the exact same thing? Now, don't get me wrong. The Continental Classic has had amazing professional wrestling, great matches, I think it's the best thing they got going right now just because it's less focused on story story and more focused on great wrestling. A tournament, it allows you to not have to book a bunch of bullshit. But even with that, they still have managed to, first of all, the devil went from this quiet mute motherfucker to the Riddler. Now he's the Riddler. He's the Riddler he's with putties. Yeah, like, where it's just getting worse go? and fucking worse, man. It's like, we're like, where can you go, Max? Who can you try? Like, what the, like, okay. Mm. Let's say, for instance, the what they're teasing is that Max is the devil. Let's say that's where the storyline ends. And he's on some, like, Mr. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde shit. Or he was playing that everybody sucks. all along. Like, that sucks, though. That kind of sucks. Because, for one, you've turned him, like, obviously... MJF is really cringe right now as a face. And it does feel like it's being done on purpose. I will admit that. That feels like it's being done on purpose. But you're giving away the story. If that's the case, you're giving away the story. You know, when lame. I first thought of that maybe being the way it was going to go for no reason at all, <laughs> um, I couldn't fucking believe that they're that – they're, <laughs> I, I fucking DM'd you tonight. I'm like, are they fucking burying the lead on this? So if that is what they do, it's gonna be even worse. Like, at least if you wouldn't have fucking brought it up and you wouldn't have hinted at it, it would have been one of the highest amounts of shock value. It still would have sucked, but it, at least it would have been a blind side. At least it would have been like, whoa, I didn't fucking see that one coming. 
But now, <laughs> you're even killing that aspect of it going in. God damn. And so, it's funny because, like, I had, you know, I had talked to someone in AEW about this, and I said, hey, um, where's the story going? They told me where the story is going. And my my honest reaction was, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> because my honest, I was like, you fucking kidding me? And they were like, look, it's going to be great, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, uh, okay. And I didn't continue the conversation because my first thought was, these people are so lost. They have their heads up their own ass that they don't stop and think. Like, that goes back to the point of the things that we pointed out. All these things we pointed out. Putting some JoJo comedy bullshit in the main event of your fucking 80,000 people show. Uh, This fucking devil thing. Uh, The fucking Ric Flair shit. That fucking segment they ran with a few weeks ago. And I want to point this out. And they're completely fucking out of touch with, with what people are fucking telling them, with the feedback they're getting, both in the voices that care about this shit, their core fan base, and the fucking numbers. The numbers is what matters, not your fucking feelings. And I'll be honest. So going back to the point I was making about, I started doing some work with AW two years ago. What happens is that when you're outspoken about what you see they tend to look at you as if you're not one of them and you're right i'm not one of you i'm you not should want that that's how fucking functional teams fucking work i am not like you i don't want to be like you i would hate myself if i was like you the reason why is simple every single thing that i do is rooted in trying to make what I am a part of better. So if I am working with AEW, I'm not a part of AEW. I've worked with AEW. But that being said, I still want to make the best decisions and help the company that I see that has a massive amount of potential to be great make better decisions. So if you ask me my opinion on something, I am going to tell you what I truthfully think, because I feel like that would help the company grow. That helps the, the program get better. And I think you need people who will say, ah, I don't know, man. And I've heard people who work there tell me, well, you know, I didn't necessarily like this. or I didn't necessarily think uh, that this was great. This is a good idea. But, you know, this, that, and the other. And they give you excuses. And it's just like, okay, if that's the way it is, that's the way it is. But I do think there are a lot of cooks in the kitchen, but nobody's really a culinary wizard. And that's the issue. You can be uh, a part of something. You can do, uh, you can be a creative mind, but that doesn't mean, you know, that you're going to knock it out the park every time. Like, Let's say you, you know, uh, let's say you come up with a storyline that everybody likes, right? Like, even if Max and Adam Cole shit, at one point, it started off pretty well. It seemed pretty entertaining. And then it slowly, slowly fell off as time went on. 
And then it's now stuck with this devil thing. It's like if it's Cole, it's still kind of disappointing. If it's Kyle O'Reilly, it's disappointing. If it's Max, it's disappointing. If it was a Dolph Ziggler or somebody, it definitely Dolph, definitely uh, disappointing. So there's no way you can really make this story work because you dragged it out for so long that the person that made the most sense being the devil is no longer working for you and is in the other company. And, and is doing this fucking storyline in that company. Jesus like, fucking Christ. So it's like he's doing the storyline that should be up, should be raising your company to the next level right now. And you know, I hate to be the dead horse because I mean, let's be honest, you know. Um I think the elite in, in, in punk stuff is over, right? Um it's done. And, you know, I will say really quickly, um, a speedy recovery to Kitty Omega, who has a Fuck you know, yeah, man. pretty, you know, pretty serious. And like I said, I, I love Kenny Omega. Um, Kenny Omega to me is the heart and soul of the elite. They're supposed to be the E in AEW, even though they're not around right now. But um, and they're about to come back and be heels. And everybody's going to hate them. We're going to lean into everything that people said about them. But guess what? The guy who would make it work even better, he's not going to be a part of it. So Yeah, that's going to be awesome, man, when AEW has, like, their own aces and eights fucking thing. You know, like, this big heel group that's doing whatever they want, and nobody wants to fucking see it. And, and that's, I think that's the thing, is, like... Just oh, just wait. You guys think we're hitting these numbers now. You think this is some drivel now. Oh, just, just wait. Just fucking wait. You know, look, you know... When when brawl out happened, the one thing I've I said a long time ago was that brawl out broke a lot of people, and it broke the fan base. I think it broke Tony. I think it broke people who work there. Um, I think that all of this stuff that's happened has made people lose their mind. Because instead of looking at the things that really matter in you know in this in this game of, of professional wrestling, they are so focused on control over their narrative, which is that's a that's a funny that's control your narrative. It's very funny, um, but it's just they want control over the narrative about the company. So much to the point where anybody says anything that might not be extremely po- positive, they're offended. We're under attack. Like, no, the fuck you're not. Shut up. Like, you're not under attack. Anyway. <laughs> <Jesus laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Don't get me started, because trust me, I got a lot of things to say to you motherfuckers, and I told somebody about themselves, actually, uh, and, and when they came at me over this, um, but hey, guess what? Fuck y'all. Anyway, my point is, they don't stop and think about the things that guess what we think about. We sit and we think about, you know, uh, like important things. I think we we want to know, you know, if if we were working for AEW, we would want to know. Okay, what are the people saying? Not the drones, right? That's what you call them, the e drones and all stuff like yeah. that. Guess what? AEW has their own set. We don't, and, and I think there's such an era, like an era of of irony with AEW fans, because 
they're like, oh, you know, you guys were saying Triple H is Booker of the Year. You guys should say that now. And it's like, well, should we say Tony is for booking this bullshit-ass devil story? Booking all these other bad stories? For booking uh, Adam Cole and Chris Jericho in terrible, in terrible fucking feud and matches? Should we go through the whole year and see how their product considerably waned up and was up and down all year? Yeah. Booker like, of the Year, can you give me something fucking impressive that they booked this year? Uh, Continental Classic. It's probably <laughs> it's probably the only thing I can think. I'm saying <laughs> that's probably the only thing I think that they've ever that they've done. And like, let's be real. This is I'm not saying this to be insensitive. This is not an insensitive thing I'm saying. Kenny Omega will only escape the Don Callis vortex simply because of his injury. And I'm not saying it like, and, and I want Kenny to recover and be healthy. Oh, but it's the truth. It's see, the truth. <laughs> we just forgot about that. That shit sucks. It's this thing terrible. they're doing with Rusev, who was one of the most over people in the fucking industry, fucking sucks. What are he we is, doing? Look, I, I, I've heard several people call him <laughs> Adam, like Miro 22. And Lana and Lana the plug and all that stuff. I I thought that's actually funny because I I do I do laugh at that because it's kind of funny that he is uh yeah. But I look end of the day, man. The reality is there's no reason at all for a a Kenny Omega. To be stuck in a tag team with Chris Jericho, who set who 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 seems to like take all the life out of anybody who's, you know, who's who's got some momentum, and Don Callis, who's got no one over but himself, and not even really himself. You know, what's going on with Hobbs? What what's going on with Takeshita? Yeah, there you go in stereo. Like, what's happening with these talented wrestlers who have momentum and you don't follow up with it? You don't know how to book them. There's an emphasis on the women right now. You know, Mariah May is going to get her her debut match soon. Tony Storm, Rio. Uh, you know, I'm gonna ignore that Soraya bullshit that I saw people doing because y'all just fucking, uh, I, incredible, yeah. incredible. Like, I just I mean, don't what the fuck. I didn't. I just I, that that. Woo! I'm just, I'm just gonna go ahead because I'm gonna say some really mean shit. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna say some really mean shit. Uh, I'll just leave it at this. Yeah, I didn't know what the fuck they were doing in the ring together either, and it wasn't because of Rio. Yeah. So, anyways, anyways, so I think you know, I think that right there is like the fan base of AEW is so split down the middle because there's the adult side, and there's, there's the there's the weirdo side, there's the mentally you know mental children side, and I'll say this. The one thing that I hate is that a lot of wrestling fans, outside of never going outside, is that they take everything and they make it a woe is me victim mentality based thing. If you are not 100% stand up for AEW, that stand up for WWE shit, AEW got their own. It's a couple of y'all brands out there, a couple of y'all podcasts out there, a couple of you, you, you peoples out there that 
y'all love y'all love chomping on that that AEW, you know, PP. Let's be real. You know, that, that's what y'all love doing. Like you can't, you know, bouncing. Bouncing. bouncing on it. Look, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. We know your methods. I know what you do. You hop into AEW uh, wrestlers, DMs. You hop into people that work for the company in, in the office, and you say, hey, big bro, look, man, love the show. Love everything you guys do. Can't believe that there's people out there saying that. Like, y'all need people who are going to stand up and ride for you because these people are blah, blah, blah. Everything is bad faith arguments. These are grifters. I got offended because I saw people from AW talking about grifters and they said, this is what grifters do. They make podcasts and then they say negative things about the company. And I'm like, oh, you mean like every fucking media source does for everything in media? That's 99.9% of mainstream media. They say positive things. They say negative things because nobody is ever right 100% of the time. Even us. We're probably right 97, 98% of the time, but not 100%, right? That's how it works. People are so fucking lost in why are you critical? Why are you critical of me? Why are you critical? Why? I don't deserve this criticism. You're attacking me for no reason. Like, shut your bitch ass up. Like, nobody's attacking anyone. This shit sucks, and the numbers fucking show. I will look. I'll, you want to see attack? I'll attack you, motherfuckers. Give me, give me. Oh, trust me, I got several reasons to attack several people over there. But I'm just saying, I don't think criticism is not attacking. We are criticizing AEW's booking and what they do because we want it to be better. We want it to be good. We want to see y'all win. We want you to succeed. If I tell you this is great and this shit sucks. I am not helping you evolve. I am not helping you get better. I am in, in enabling the bullshit that you're putting out just so I can stay safe. Just so you can look at me and be like, oh man, truth's really on our side. That's my guy. No, I'm not your guy. I'm a fan who is honest, who is straight up and will tell you, nigga, this shit sucks. This shit sucks. You know what I did like, though? I like what you did with Swerve. I like the Swerve and Roosh match. I like Jay Briscoe. I mean, not Jay, sorry. R.P. Jay Briscoe. Mark Briscoe and Jay, and Jay White and Jay Lethal or whatever. I like those matches. I like those different, you know, the different matchups. Oh, man, you got Jay Tony White. Tony Storm on commentary. Fucking awesome. I love I, I love, I love Tony Storm. You got Mariah May out there. Hey, brother, keep that coming because I like to see that on my TV. You got Rio back out there. I love Rio. I think she's super talented. Yeah. Uh, get some more Karushita on TV if you can. Get some more, uh, you know, Emmy Saka. You can get all these women. Get some Athena off of Ring of Fucking Honor. Fucking goodness. <laughs> like, there's so many good things that you can do. Like, if I say, yo, Swerve is killing it. Swerve is right in line to be the next guy. That is me giving a compliment to the company. That is me giving a compliment to what you've done with Swerve. If I say, yo, you know who I think is, is, is going to be dope? This person over here. Yo, top flight. And uh, and Action Andretti had a match with Commander Vikingo and all of them. That shit was fire. Ridiculous. Nobody highlights that. But nobody highlights that, do you? You don't look at that. You don't look at me saying, man, Commander's getting these opportunities. Commander, Commander sold 
uh, Roderick Strong's finisher better than a lot of people. It was a great fucking, great, great fucking sell. I can say this, and it's not a problem. You don't notice when I say this. But if I say, man, this devil story sucks. You're in my mentions. You're in my fucking DMs asking me. Why you got to disrespect, you know, can we just tell our story? How about the 30 other tweets of me saying, yo, Commander and Roderick Strong, great match. Swerve and Roosh, great match. This, that, great match. Great, just, just, just great thing. Oh, Tony Stone, great thing. You can say all of that. And they're all they care about. Because I've said this once, I'll say this again. AEW needs, they got Brian Danielson over there finding people. But I don't think you need to find people for, for, for speaking in mind about shit. I don't like. I think wrestlers should kind of shut up. But guess what? If they're saying these things, it's because there's an issue you need to work on. If people are frustrated, people are angry. Instead of finding them, telling them don't say it out loud, have a meeting. Stop canceling your talent meetings. How about that? Stop canceling your talent meetings that you're supposed to have at TV because y'all don't want to sit down and have these hard conversations. Tell the fucking truth. It's a mess over there. It's been a mess. The veil got pulled back, and it's never going to be able to be covered again. You lost one of your EVPs. You lost your biggest draw, who is now fucking drawing amazing fucking numbers in the competition. You're you're struggling with your ratings. Maybe, maybe if you did right by people. <clears throat> that were loyal and, and, and rocking with y'all, maybe if you did right, maybe people would do right by you. But guess what? People have done right by you. People are giving you honest, accurate opinions. They're unabashed opinions. And instead of you looking at that and saying, man, we really need somebody to tell us, hey, man, you, you, you uh, we rock with you. But, but this ain't it. And you get offended. Then that makes me wonder, how did it translate to your real life? Let's get personal for a second. People like getting personal with people all of a sudden, right? And wrestling. That's y'all like doing. Y'all like getting personal, right? Well, nigga, let's get personal. If you can't accept any type of criticism from people who actually have your best interests at heart, then what type of person are you in your everyday, day-to-day life? Because that means you're probably spoiled. Maybe always been spoiled. And I mean, if we're being honest about Son of a billionaire. Uh, let's be clear. I'm just saying, you got to look at yourself sometimes and say, maybe I'm not making the best decisions. Maybe this isn't working the way I thought. How can we fix it? Instead of buying slogans of we're going to get the got the feeling, restore the feeling, you're telling your, your people to say this shit, even though there wasn't a company mandated email, when people started speaking negatively about some of the things that happened in the company, everybody runs and jumps and says, I love AEW. This is the greatest place in the world, and they treat me great. I'm sure there are people with great experiences. There are people with bad experiences. We watched a whole gang of people randomly gang up on Mephisto just because she spoke out about her incident there. She worked AEW Dark one time, and you had 30 fucking people from AEW shit on her. And guess what? Somebody who worked there told me it's all true, but it's just not a good look. Look at how you look. Look at what y'all doing to people. You know that shit is true. With people, if people, if I say AW it sucks with communication and they don't necessarily take things 
do things the right way. Guess what? I've not lied about any of this. We just literally watched communication fuck up what could have been the greatest storyline in the history of AEW. And meanwhile, the that, the participant in that storyline is about to headline WrestleMania. Why? Why is that happening? You know why that's happening? Because you guys don't look in the fucking mirror and say, this is what we could have done. I'm going to say this really quick about Punk, right? Punk is not an angel, right? Never been an angel. Not some innocent dude. But you know what I verbatim was told by somebody who works at AEW? Everybody knows who the bad guy was in that situation. And I said, why is he the bad guy? Only one person has ended up in, 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 in multiple fights in our company. I said, Eddie Kingston? Andrade? Sammy, Sammy Guevara? So do you want me to tell you about Dax and his backstage altercation? Guess I shouldn't have said that one. But hey, what about those people? What makes Punk so bad that he's the bad guy? In both of these situations, he's the bad guy. I asked, I said, hey, man, if somebody was spreading rumors about you, you knew they weren't true, Right. And you try to get that handled and nobody handles it. And then the situation keeps getting worse and it keeps getting worse. And you eventually fly off the handle. Maybe you shouldn't have handled it that way. Maybe you shouldn't have said it out loud. If people, put, if people force your hand and make you feel like there's nothing else you can do because they don't want to work with you or don't want to sit down with you, don't want to be adults here, and you decide to go about it a different way, are you the bad guy or are you just the person that was fed up and had enough? If you want to say he was wrong, sure, say that. Don't disagree with that concept of he was probably wrong. But that also means you're absolving everybody else from responsibility for not helping the situation too. If you are a person in power, you have an obligation with your talent, with your employees to try and fix those situations. Because it's going to hold up and fuck up the business. Now, there were talks about they were going to work it out. They were da-da-da. You had a fight. For nine months, you talk, You didn't talk to each other. And you're going to say, give us six months of you not having the incident, and then we'll consider it. Really? That's how you do business. And then you had people fuck with him, and now he's gone. Which, to be fair, I think he wanted to go. Because once you realize something is not what you thought it was, if you feel like this place that you thought was this betrayed you in some way, not that Punk got betrayed by like the company itself, but it's just the idea that he created in his mind of this company it's not what it really is. AEW is the same as any other place, right? So he went back to the devil he knows. Pun intended. But you went back to the devil you know. Because it's easier to work with that devil that you can make a little bit more money. A little bit more money, right? 
And I think well, that's the problem. That's a problem. You have fucked over people that work with your company. You have people who the Fisto had her own experience, and then you said you never you sent your champion to say you never made it in this business. You're just bitter. That's not a go-to every time someone has a valid point that might paint you in a bad light. It's not the good, it's not the right way to handle it. But I guess Max wouldn't know about that, right? Max wouldn't know about that. So I say all this to say, no matter what, at the end of the day. AW <clears throat> will be fine. They're they're not gonna, you know, oh my god, they're like, oh, they're, 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 they are in the mud right now. But it's just because of the way that they're handling things. They're still putting on great wrestling. They're still giving us great wrestling. But it's how they're going about handling certain things that just throw everything off. So if you enjoy Dynamite, Collision, Rampage. By all means, have that. <laughs> if you enjoy it, you better hope they start doing fucking better. Yeah, I mean, look, they they have. Or I hope out. your ass got Amazon fucking Prime, True TV. I mean, you know, Warner Brothers. There's a lot going on. There's a lot there. going on. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, and all of those on. things that are going on over there, it ain't the fucking time for your numbers to continue to fucking downward trend. Yeah. And you know, man, I don't want to do this because we got friends, friends of friends. Look, man, people want to, people like to get on fucking the Twitter machine and talk crazy to people like Mephisto and talk crazy to people like that who, you know, got much mm-hmm. less going on for themselves. Well, it was supposed to be you that elevated this fucking thing to the next level. You were supposed to be the chosen one. And it has gone the opposite way in every fucking measurement. Yep. And that's just the truth. And that's come from someone who admires the guy's work. It's just the fucking truth. This is objectively failed. And it was supposed to be the chosen route. It didn't work that way. I guess it'd be like that though, right? Yeah. It'd be right? like that. It'd be like that. You know, Shit's speaking of which, speaking of <laughs> trends, hey, we got a pay per view next week with three fucking matches announced for it. Well, not even three matches because it's two matches plus whoever wins the gold league and the blue league. Um, It's the end of the world as we know it. Uh, you know, once again, you know, this 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 building isn't even sold out. And they only configured it for 9,000 people. And that's it's not even sold out. Somebody who's supposed to be the chosen one. Likes to talk crazy to people on Twitter. Anyways. <sighs> um, MJF Samoa Joe. Goddamn, this could have been such a good fucking... This could have been such a good program is mired in this devil shit both of these guys are fantastic on the mic fantastic in the ring they already put on an awesome fucking match um i think we're all expecting mjf to win this 
the reveal of the devil. Hopefully, the win and the reveal will be the end of both of these fucking storylines as we know them, anyways. What what do you think? We probably get an MJF home 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 field victory, yeah. Um, I think It'll so. Be even better <laughs> if, I... Max, if Max is the devil and they reveal. Oh my god! If Max is the devil and they reveal it in this building and that crowd is like, ah, we don't give a fuck, and they just cheer him anyway. <laughs> well. Oh, that's going to be the cherry on top. I I will say this. I think there is a bit of a a bit of an idea to put Samoa Joe over. Because Max is banged up. Max is working hurt right now. And I think Max actually needs a little a little time off. And oh, yeah. I think that's a lot of be... stuff going on. And so I think that is a very big possibility um, that Samoa Joe could win. However, Look, fucking rock. I think the issue is I, ha- I have no faith in Tony and, and all the guys there in booking Samoa Joe as the AW world champion. I don't have any faith. So I don't know. You know, we'll see. Um like I said, I, I think I think there's a lot to be said about everything that this storyline has has given us. And it's nothing good that there's a lot to say. It's a lot of bad to say. And if by some odd chance AEW is able to turn this around and make this worthwhile, then I, we will absolutely tip our hats to them if they if they do a you know if they do a. Uh, a fucking, you know, like switcheroo thing where we like, oh shit, you know, like, all right, like this this happened and 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 this is good. But when your crowd, like they were in Oklahoma City, right? And the crowd was live for all of the matches. They love swerve. They were live for Moxley and was it Jay White? They were live for what Jay Lethal and, and Mark Briscoe. I mean, they were legitimately like into everything. Icy fucking cold for this devil shit. Stunned silence. Oh, they were so captivated. And it's just like at this point, I I don't I don't get this shit. I do not get this shit. Meanwhile, over there in the WWE, CM Punk's currently a part timer. I want to br- briefly bring this up because he he just he, he uh, shared on Instagram his schedule. He's scheduled to work uh, at Madison Square Garden in a couple days and in the Kia Forum next week, uh, next Saturday. He will not be appearing on Raw until January 8th in the Portland, Oregon Raw. And then he will miss the 15th of January and will be at 
New Orleans in 22nd and the 27th for obviously the Royal Rumble. So CM Punk went from being on collision every week, wanting to work Dynamite, to now working two house shows this month and three events in January. No house shows. This is how you treat a legend who came back to your company to make millions. He's got the Brock Lesnar schedule. He's still there a little bit more than Roman Reigns, but it's just kind of crazy. So we got Punk. And uh, yeah, Punk is back. And he's doing that. And I think, once again, it sucks once again that Kenny Omega's hurt. But I say this to say, Imagine if Punk came back on Collision in in June and they went straight to Omega versus Punk. Imagine that this happened. That alone would have been so worth all of this shit. All of it. And now look where we are. We are now stuck and I use stuck very seriously with an AEW world champion who is extremely stale boring and is not adding anything anything to this this current story he's not adding anything to this at all MJF is cooked right now. If you want me to be honest, he's cooked. It's unfortunate that it's that way. But it is what it is, man. This is the reality. This is what we're dealing with. Samoa Joe, if you are able to win, great. Um, if you are not able to win, it's fine. That doesn't really make a difference. The devil storyline is not going to really change or alter anything in, in AEW to me. Because no matter what this ending is, all we're going to talk about is the fact it went on for three fucking months and they ended it with this. They're in a no-win situation. So, that's why I think, you know, that's why I think this is a, it's a waste. And they're going to, they're going to fuck it up. They're going to blow it. So, um, yeah, man, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not excited about World's End. Well, there's there's one thing I'm excited about. I think Tony Storm and Riho is going to fucking rip. That will be great. I Two agree. awesome workers. Another thing, man, we're just so filled with positivity this week. Um, this this three matches announced with a fucking week to go. Shit, like this is all the time now. It's like, oh, we're going to do more pay per views. We're making money hand over fist. Okay, and eventually. People are going to perceive it like, well, if you don't fucking care, then why do I care? And why am I going to spend my money? And yeah. only having three matches set up 
Same thing with the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. You've seen where how that's gone to shit, interest-wise. Even Ooh. despite the fact that these shows are usually very high quality. It's it and, and you know what? I'm and I'm not saying that it's legitimate that they don't care. I know everybody there busts their ass, but it creates a perception and a feeling among the audience that you don't fucking care. If over and over and over we don't have matches set up and 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 clear threads set up going into pay-per-views, they're like, This is why you should buy this show. Gotta get it figured out. We uh, you know, <clears throat> I feel like yep. It's broken record shit we've been talking about since fucking June. Gotta and get I it think, figured out. And I will say this with AW adding the Continental Championship, you know, so it's a one year thing, but you get you're walking out as a triple crown champion essentially. They're adding a woman's TV title on Ring of Honor. There's rumors of a possible women's tag team title in AEW. It's like they're doing the exact opposite of what they need to do and just adding more things without more focus, more emphasis on certain things. It's just, I don't know what they like to say. Like, I, I, you know, I joke sometimes and I just say, man, they over there doing whatever. But (laughs) it's not even a joke. They really over there doing whatever. Like, it's kind of crazy. And once again, you know, I think when was the last time you know, that something relevant happened with the six man tags? When was the last time that something relevant happened with Orange Cassidy's belt? I think the last time Orange Cassidy's belt felt important was all out with Moxley, right? That's about it. They haven't felt important since then. That's three and a half months ago. Because they that was because the uh the belt poor, headline poor right? fucking Ricky Starks and Big Bill. God damn. They got settled with Jericho as <laughs> what a feud. shit show this has been. No fault of their own. Ricky Starks deserves better, and I know a lot of people feel like he's gonna leave AEW when his contract's up. But I mean, could you blame him at this point? You know, like could you really? I don't think I could. And I think, once again, Starks and Big Bill, great. I think they're great together. Um, I was, on, you know, on the fence about it at first, but it works out. And, they, and they're, both, they're both really good at what they do. So, you know, I, I think it all works out. But there's a lot to be said, man, about, about all this shit. There's a lot to be said. And I don't find it to be very, uh, very exciting of a situation when you're dealing with something like this um it's just not AEW is just not it's not it's not enough focus and it, it pains me to say that because I want this to have I want AEW's pay-per-views to be great and I think right now there it's not a it's not an emphasis on being great I'm sure Moxley Swerve and Jay White are about to have a fucking amazing match on Dynamite um, I am certain that whatever match takes place at World's End for, for the finals of this, it's going to be fucking awesome. Like, you're looking at either on one side, Moxley, Swerve, or Jay White, three great wrestlers, or on the other side, Eddie Kingston, Danielson, Andrade, Brody King. These are great fucking choices. 
if you go Swerve versus Danielson on a pay-per-view, that means they get more time than they did before. And, you know, it got to have a definitive winner. If you get Jay White versus a Eddie Kingston, that's a good match. A Jay White versus Andrade El Idolo or Brian Danielson. These are great matches. Swerve Strickland versus Andrade, Danielson, Kingston, Brody K. Great matches. Moxley. The only one that's not exciting to me is if John Moxley wins the goal side, it's not actually exciting to me. Because we saw him against Danielson multiple times. We've seen him against Eddie Kingston before. We've seen, you know, they kind of teased, you know, BCC versus uh, House of Black at one point. So, like, and Claudio. You know, and Claudio is his guy. So, you know, I don't, like, I'm not, I actually want Swerve or Jay White to win. I want Swerve to win the Gold League. And I would, and I don't care who wins the Blue League because I think Swerve should win it. The story they're telling, though, seems like Eddie Kingston is about to come from being down zero, have zero points and come back and win this. I don't know how I feel about that, but that's the feeling I get right now. <laughs> so we'll see, right? I guess we'll see how it turns out. But uh, not clamoring for that one. Uh, well, that's what I'll say. To leave off on a positive note, I am clamoring for Tony Storm and Riho. That's going to be fucking awesome. To leave off this Christmas edition of the ain't no Yuletide carols over this motherfucker. This ain't. This is this is this is my this is my most stressful Christmas uh, that I've ever had. So, um, yeah, I am. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'll say. Most stressful Christmas, and yeah. So. Riho versus Tony Storm, and G Depp is out of prison. There you go. Fucking A. The and next Puffy, time. Puffy probably going to prison. Right, there you go. <laughs> yeah. The next time you will hear Weekend Wrestling will likely be Sunday, January 31st, because I wanted to wait to for our end of year awards you for said the last January. I know you mean I December. December. Sunday, December 31st, because I wanted to wait until. World's End, the last major show, just in case something makes a late push or adds to the resume for Wrestler of the Year. Um, we'll try and get maybe some famous friends to come on and share their uh, awards for the year. <clears throat> um, so that'll be the next time we'll be on. We'll, of course, be doing the Sports Super Pod. I know a lot of you are crossover listeners. You listen to what DAR Sports Media pumps out, and we are very grateful for that. Overall, I just want to reiterate, that we actually want nothing but success for AEW and respect the hard work that a lot of people put in there. And that is why this is so frustrating and why we see the things that we see. Um, and also that there's some enabling of some people, some, some, some leeches to their brand that is, uh, they can do better. They could do better. Um, excited for that match. I'm sure World's Zone will be a fun show. Hope it sells out around the hometown boy. <laughs> um, and excited that G Depp's out. From all yes, of sir. us here at DAR Sports Media, have a Merry Christmas. Oh, happy holidays. Yeah. Good.
It's just. Yo. Eat the rich, don't pass me the poor. Y'all niggas get weird when y'all go through that door. Nori said it was three, but it could be more. Don't act like you've been down this fucking road before. Nothing prepares you for life more than experience. You got to know when to be serious. They not hearing this. Gaining clearances and access through apprenticeship. I'm taking every step towards the championship. The more work I put in, the more I'm granted shit. I planted this in the garden. It's the amethyst, the random shit that happens. If a nigga sample shit, to have a few joints flat, that's on some phantom shit. We dodging federal. Every verse I gave y'all is a parable. The key to the universe is numerical. Too much static, that shit's unbearable. I don't want to do business unless we iron out the clerical. I carry too much force that can shatter your fucking clavicle. You know the dogs is after you. You in the Netflix and them boys gonna capture you. Blood is gonna splatter, dude. Nigga with an attitude, we gonna rattle you. Like a cage animal, mandible claw. I'm back, I'm sitting back, relaxing, now I'm peeping this. Eat the rich, become the rich. What's wondrous is thunderous. Applause, you couldn't speak of it. Plateaus for afros, it seems you're never reaching this. Internal structure, knowledge yourself, it ain't no teaching this. They got a right of strike, but this right of strikes at the higher might. I can fight battles for others without no iron rights. CEOs richer than us, they keep the medicine. With cures locked away from the people you couldn't meddle in. The sad part is what do you know? And are you settling? And if you are, then how can you work to not be irrelevant? Damn, questions that need to be asked. See me the dash creeping up with pistols aiming.